You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside with my uh, co-host, uh, Schmidt and Reagan. Um, so, last night, the Blackhawks beat the Senators 6-3. They, they um, uh, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they did not get sensed. That's what happened. <laughs> so, they didn't, they did in the first period. Like, everything that could have gone wrong in that first period went wrong for the Blackhawks. But, considering that happened... That's a, quite the impressive win they got there, a 6-3 win. And that first period kind of reminded me of that Philly game from, like, last week or a little while ago when they they played a good game, but just, just like, the, the stuff that happened that Kirby Doc hit on, uh, I think it was Connaughton, and then, then Alex Debrinkit, like, getting shoved down to the ice without a helmet on, and then Jonathan Tace fighting. You just hate seeing that happen when, especially when the two teams, like, obviously you never want to see it happen at all, but it's essentially a meaningless game. These The two teams aren't going anywhere, and that was kind of the same thing in Ottawa. Good thing Connor Murphy is okay from what we heard. Uh, hopefully Tyler Johnson's okay. Jonathan Taves is clearly okay, despite uh, going for a fight, even though he probably shouldn't have. But, um, no, it was, it was nice to see them grind out a win yesterday in Ottawa. Uh, Caleb Jones scoring two goals, Patrick or Jonathan Taves scoring two goals, and then, the offense just continues to keep going. I think they have like 38 goals in their last like eight games or something like that. I think I saw the Ben Pope tweet where it was just showing the, the top offensive players, and it's like Kane, who is just absolutely killing it to bring Kidstrom and then Hagel and so on and so forth. So, yeah, nice uh, nice win against Ottawa. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was when I was watching that first period, I was losing my mind. I was like, this is exactly what this sh- – like, I was about to go off on the team in the first period. So I was like, this is the exact same crap they pulled against Arizona a couple months ago. Like, I can't stand when they play down to the competition. And then the second period, they came out like globetrotters. And I was like, okay, well, this is what you should do against the freaking Sens. I don't care if we're, like, right next to them in the standings. With the top-end talent that this team has, this is what they should do against the bottom teams in the league. And like I'm like I'm glad Taves was healthy because I'm I promise you in the locker room in the first period Taves Taves probably just barked at them for like five minutes because he was pissed in the first period and he came out swinging in the second clearly so 
it, it was a good um it was a good response win for sure especially after murphy going down and i i didn't i didn't even see how johnson get hit was it a puck or was it an elbow? yeah apparently he got hit by kubalik on like a dump and i'm pretty sure just completely unlucky everything that could have gone wrong in that period for the blackhawks went wrong yeah tyler johnson just has the worst luck man he can't <clears throat> Yeah, and he he was playing well too before he got hurt. Just, but it was a good one. Good win, yep. And then they play uh, Boston again on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Yeah, of the game, Reagan? yeah. <laughs> no, Reagan. What did you think? Of the yeah, game? yeah. <laughs> I, there was a truck going outside, and I couldn't hear anything. Um, I was watching the fuel game last night, so I missed the entire game because it was also a 7 o'clock puck drop. So I missed the Hawks game completely. I was trying to follow it the best I could, but it was busy. I just saw the group chat was blowing up for a little bit, and you guys were not happy. And I was like, ah, this isn't looking pretty. But, I mean, we still won. So I guess that's all I can really take from it, honestly. So. Oh, yeah. And, like, I, I feel like we talked about this before, at least at the game, and, like, I still feel this way, even though they won. They need someone who can stand up for these teammates because, yeah, my God, I'm so sick of this team getting physically imposed on every single time they Dude, play a team like this. Curtis Gabriel, isn't that why he got him in the first place? <laughs> he bloodied, I mean, he starts he blo- seven defensemen, might as well. Yeah. Jeez. He bloodied a – literally bloodied a guy in the AHL, like, like where he had, like, a red visor because that's how much blood was pouring out, like – Call him up. (laughs) That made me a little bit uncomfortable to watch, not going to lie. I was like, that does not look natural. Yeah, that's not natural. That's that's boxing, basically, or like MMA at that point. Ah, good old time hockey, just like how I like it. The good old 1980s, where we just beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure – oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I, I was just gonna say, I think Kane's second all time in points now. Yeah, he's surpassing another one. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But, um, Chicago Blackhawks. If you could sum that up. Yeah, if the Im- even though their image is tainted, it was nice seeing Kane pass it on a goal, on a pass to Taves because it's about as vintage as it gets in the second period. I'd say. Yeah, and like I, I couldn't find the Hawks broadcasters last night, so I'm listening to the Canada guys, and they're just like, "Man, they, they just turned back the clock on that one." I'm like, "Jesus, <laughs> they still live in the minds of like 2013." <laughs> wow, they really turned back the back clock on that one. Patrick Kane passing it to Jonathan Taves. Jeez, oh, and like I, I just think it's funny because like we knew going into that game against Ottawa too, it was like either. We're gonna get shot up by Forsberg, or yeah, we we beat off. the like, the wall. We beat the brick wall known as Anton Forsberg. Apparently, the Anton Forsberg allegations. <laughs> <laughs> when you beat the Anton Forsberg allegations, oh jeez! Oh, and like uh, uh, Sam Lafferty got a goal, which was huge. I like got it right after the Nick Paul goal. I he had a strong game. He's been good the last few games, but like if the goals can start going in for him, that'll be huge because he definitely hustles. That's for sure. Yeah, not a. In hindsight, I remember when they made the the trade, the the Nylander to Pittsburgh for Lafferty. I'm like, I don't know about this. Like, what is Lafferty gonna bring? But I've actually liked Lafferty's game. Like a lot, a ton of hustle. The big thing is like he can't really finish. But we've seen a couple goals going for him the past few games. So hey, maybe someone going forward that you can get for cheap in your uh, your bottom six. So I was gonna can't say I, about that. I was gonna say I definitely see him as a Ryan Carpenter replacement when he gets yeah. traded in a week. I'd assume because if the reports are true. He's, yeah, I think Carpenter is probably the New easiest York? to move out of all of them. But, like, I, Lafferty is a faster replacement. 
if anything. And like, I don't know how he is in the dot, but I know he takes face offs, so that's always nice to have. The well, as long as he isn't thirty three percent, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, so. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, but yeah, you can go ahead. I was, was going to say that's kind of a nice segue into our uh, next point, unless we have anything else to talk oh, about. No, uh, like yeah. Um, Day, bring up uh, Ryan Carpenter could be traded. Uh, our uh, good friend of the show, Ben Pope, uh, put out an article. Uh, we actually, I think we're having him on like sometime by the end of the month after the trade deadline's happening, so that would be nice to talk about. But um, apparently Anaheim is interested in Dominic Kubelik, which is weird, like, the, you would think like a contending team would want to take a shot at him. Like Anaheim, they're not a bottom of the barrel team. They're kind of just they're in limbo right now. Like they're right out of the playoff spot, but they're also not like uh, in Chicago territory where they're just bad. So that's that's it's interesting. But I mean, if they've regressed from the PDO bender, that's what the Ducks are. That's that's true. Yeah, like John Gibson isn't as good as he used to be, and then yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But no, Anaheim is an interesting place because they have so many good, like, young talent and prospects. I think the first thing that came to mind is because um, I'm pretty sure they're, like, they're, Anaheim is interested in trading him anyways is Maxime Comtois. Like, that would be a great piece for the Blackhawks. I would, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think Comtois is probably the name that comes right up. I don't think the Ducks would be willing to trade picks. Um, I mean, I would love to get a guy like Sam Colangelo, but I just don't think that's going to happen with the season he's having in college right now. No. Um, but I mean, if the Hawks throw like how many third round picks do they have? Like you throw another Three. third with Kubelik, maybe something else, like try to get one of their prospects. Cause the ducks do have a deep prospect pool. Yeah. Good. Like we, we've talked to nauseam about how they need forward prospects, but even like you said, with Comtois, I think Comtois is 23. So yeah, 23. he's really, really young, can play center and wing. I mean, yeah, he's not having that best season. I think he got an assist last night. But, um, I mean, shoot, he's the kind of guy that when he gets here, they'll throw in the top six immediately. And I could see him playing with, like, Kane and Strom, or I could see him with Taves and Doc or something, or even on the third line with Johnson. Like, that's a guy who I could definitely see fitting in this top nine going forward. And the, being a young asset – with term is also a key because I think he's yeah because he's years. got yeah after this after the series got one year at two million dollars like a little yeah. over two million dollars and that's always nice to have so I wouldn't mind Comtois at all honestly yeah, yeah. another guy is Jakob Perel who I believe is the son of Yannick Perot who was with the Blackhawks so maybe there's a connection there mm-hmm. um I think he's having a decent year in the HL and he's a like a He's kind of he's almost like kind of like Debrink. I think he's only like five nine, five ten, but he just scores mm-hmm. a lot of goals. So, uh, yeah, um, Dominic Kubalik. I'm not like it's gonna be interesting because the the variance of like what you could get for Dominic Kubalik is interesting. Like he could go for a third round pick, but he could also get like a decent pro. Like I, I I don't know what to expect out of Dominic Kubalik, but he's also probably the most likely out of the Blackhawks to be moved. Him and Dahan. Oh yeah, I feel like it's a change of scenery move. Exactly. What did you What did you say? Like uh, uh, Kubelik for Kapanen, and I think Jay Fresh posted that as well. Yeah, because they both do the exact same thing. If they don't have the puck on their stick, they're useless. So <laughs> at least at least Kapanen skates. Like, I mean, I I, I don't know. I just they, there's a world where because wherever Kubelik's gonna go, if they put him with the right playmaker, he's gonna start potting goals again. Like it's yeah. it's puck luck at this point. But like. We know what he is at this point. In terms of what the Blackhawks need going forward, they don't need a guy like him. They already have enough finesse guys that don't play defense or anything away from the puck. Too one-dimensional. 
Yeah, that's not even one dimensional. That's like half dimensional, like <laughs> quarter like, dimensional. Like, like what, what's it called? It's like the one trick pony, and the pony's gone. So yeah, you got uh, that's another thing. Oh, there's my there's my cat. Stevie agrees always. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she is she she's just always spitting facts. She she's never wrong. Um, but. Mm. I saw I saw the the other J Fresh chart where like everything like all his microstats are just like <laughs> below ten percent and it's just like high danger shots and then like one timers it's like in the eighties and nineties and I'm like yeah that that sums him up quite well that's almost like a, a player in EASHL and NHL twenty two where it's just like they don't do anything but once they get open they they'll probably score. Well, yeah. Part of me like would hate to see us lose. Can't speak. Hate to see the Hawks lose Kuba League, but then the other thing is like it could be a confidence thing, like a change of scenery, it could just be a completely like different game for him and just like help him immensely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We've seen that with people that have been on the Blackhawks time and time again. I mean, like as soon as Nick Schmaltz started regressing, they blasted him out the door, and he's doing pretty okay right now. He's doing really well right now. Seven point game with the Arizona Coyotes. I think he got. I think he got another assist last night too. So he's got to be point per game now. Oh yeah, he's up there. He's like, I think he's got like thirty four and thirty seven or something like that. It's pretty good. So. Good for him. But um, I, like I don't want to see Cooper League like not succeed. Obviously, yeah. like, I feel like he there's a, like like a, like a, like you just said, there's a spot where the confidence is going to come back. Like it's just a yeah. matter of where. I mean, shit, put him in Zegers for the rest of the season. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> that could be. Crazy line right there. Him, Zegris, and whoever else. Whoever the hell yeah, like Whoever ends up there. Whoever's still on the team in two weeks because Anaheim's going to be busy. So. Yeah, Anaheim's going to be selling a lot, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I feel like Pat Verbeek was pretty happy that the team started losing. He's like, all right, now I can start stockpiling draft picks. Mike yeah. and trade Raquel and Lindholm, and they probably have a couple other guys that I'm missing. They should get two first round picks minimum for Manson and Lindholm. Like it's it yeah, should get two first round picks yeah. immediately. Raquel, I'm not so sure, but like he started to heat up lately, so probably he'll get a first too. Like you have three, you could do the Ottawa route of like selling off everyone. Or Columbus last year, I think they got two. Or just first double round down, picks. <laughs> go get freaking. Um, John Klingberg or something. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. But like, like Columbus last year, they got two first. I mean, hey, they oh yeah, I, I yeah. know what you mean. I thought you meant Columbus, so they just doubled down and went for Dude, it and got to Yeah, let's let's go get uh, John Klingberg. Let's go get Thomas Hurdle from our rivals. Let's get oh let's God. get Chickren from Arizona, even though he's uh, injured. I think he's getting an MRI. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, but... see the Hawks just throw a bunch of money at him. Oh, uh, no, no Hurdle. Oh, Hurdle. I mean, Hurdle wouldn't be bad either. I mean, either of them. They're 28, and they're both really freaking good, and they're better than half the people on this team. So, <laughs> No bar, but. <laughs> Low enough. Um, yeah. Ryan Carpenter, I think Ben Poposa said Ryan Carpenter could go to Nashville. Like, I, whatever you can get for him, I guess that's that's nice. Uh Apparently, the like I think I saw like Frank Zarelli has reported in the past that the, the Rangers are interested in him as well. Again, I don't know how much you can get, but like if you can get a fourth round pick, that's, that's not bad. Like remember when the Blackhawks traded Tommy Wingles? That's probably what you're going to get. I'm pretty sure they got a fourth round. Yeah, pick, so. you got a fifth or something, and then he didn't yeah. even play a game for Boston. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> didn't he get? Didn't he get injured by Kadri in the playoffs? I feel like that's. What I happened. think so. I I don't remember exactly, but. Man, Tommy Wingles was on the first line, and that was the dark ages. First line, <laughs> Tommy Wingles. God, it's like, geez, Saad didn't score in fifty games. Geez, let's go see who he's playing with again. Oh, that's right. 
Wes Boma, too. <laughs> I don't understand where you get those roster acquisitions. I mean, we we call this 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 uh this team bad now, but like 2017-18, like that was that's the worst year they've had. It's not that even was, close. That was rough. And like, it, I think it's just because we have a goalie this year. Because if we didn't have Flower, I feel like it'd be worse. No, but even then, really, last year we yeah, had Lankin and Subban, and it wasn't that bad. So, or Tate. So, like, I don't. This team's weird, man. This team is really weird. Like when they're healthy, they're like worse almost sometimes. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, they're they are an enigma. Um, I want to get on to this next topic. Apparently, the 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 Avs and the Rangers are interested in Kane, and that's not surprising because like I'm pretty sure a ton of teams are interested in Patrick Kane because you know he's a uh, one of the. Despite what the analytics say, sixty-eight points in fifty-five. Games. Yeah, like he's on. He's he is on a heater right now. Like it's, he's, he's I think he's almost like averaging two points per game, like in the past twenty games, something like that. It's crazy. Um, obviously, this is a guy who's won the heart before, won a consmite. Like we we know his his uh, resume, and I think any team would want to have him on a team for a playoff run to help win a Stanley Cup, especially uh, the, the Avalanche uh, Rangers. You would. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna go for. I don't think they go for a cup this year. I mean, they could trade pieces to go for a cup, but like, I, they're definitely not in the same stratosphere as Colorado in terms of contending. But like, and maybe in the off season if they want to reunite Kane with uh, Panarin, I don't know. But um, I feel like that's. I feel like a, a ton of teams would obviously be interested in Patrick Kane. It's just a matter of if it really even goes anywhere. Like, if there's been any even serious talk. So, um, just wanted just wanted to bring that up. Uh, all I'm saying is they better like if the offer is like Justin Barron in a first, you hang the fucking. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like yeah. they, I swear on all that is holy. If he gets traded in the division for nothing, I am going to be so freaking mad. Like you don't even like Rangers may out of the conference. That's different. But if he gets traded in the division and they lose that trade, they suck. Which by the way, they're going to lose that trade because you don't win a Patrick Kane trade. I've said that exactly. ad nauseum. Exactly. You're not going to win a Patrick Kane trade. I don't care who the fuck Colorado throws in. Alex Newhook would have to become like a 95-point player for me to even think that we won that trade. And they're not even going to fucking trade Newhook, so it doesn't matter. Like, I, no. Byron Tudor probably not going to trade. No one's going to pony up the prospect or the actual roster player the Hawks need. That's my biggest problem with that. Like, yeah, the Avs and Rangers can call all they want, but like whatever the return they're trying to give is, is not enough in my opinion. Unless Alexi Lafreniere is on that other side, then maybe. But like, there's not a chance in hell they trade him. Yeah, again, like it's the it's the whole the Brandon Hagel Dylan Strom conversation where you might as well just keep them. Like you're probably not gonna get an offer good enough unless someone just like like knocks your door down and just gives you this incredible offer and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'll get that with Patrick Kane yet. Like you'll get some nice pieces, obviously, but you want like a piece that's gonna be similar to Patrick Kane, like what Patrick mm-hmm. Kane's done for that franchise, but for this franchise. So I think like. Colorado would make a better, or I don't, I can't, again, I can't speak today. It's like a better, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot. Destination. Yeah, no, yeah, destination. Thank you. It's like a better, yeah. like, place for him to be because they're closer to winning than, like, New York. But I just don't think either team is going to give the Hawks, like, what they deserve back. I think in terms of debt, like, okay, well, the fe- this trade would happen in the summer in theory. It's not no, I don't, and it would never, if it were to happen, it would never happen at the trade deadline. <laughs> no, but like, oh man, it just depends what really happens in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Because if Colorado gets bounced in round one, they're going to get desperate. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And if the Rangers get close, they're going to get desperate too. So it just comes down to like who wants to give up more to win a cup. And I feel like if the Rangers make a conference final and Colorado gets bounced in round one, they're going to give up a lot more than the little league right now. Yeah. So we'll see. Really really can get traded in the division. Yeah. I can't watch. I can't. We can't play Kane four times a year. I I can't do that. That would just absolutely destroy me. He's done. Jeez, like, and, and the fact that he'd probably be like the fifth best scoring option on that team <laughs> is ridiculous. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be on their first line. He wouldn't, and that's what would make them ridiculous. Like, holy crap, that power play would just be goofy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> can't even like picture him playing for another team just because like even the Hawks like. Pretty much like just my whole career, obviously, but like that's kind of when I started watching hockey because like that's mm. I was seven, I think. So like, that's the only team I've ever seen him play for. You know, obviously, again, only team he's played for. But it's like it'd just be so weird to see him play somewhere else too. Yeah, it's I, like Mike Madano going to Detroit and like Martin Broder going to St. Louis. It's, it's, it's so such right. a it's such a cursed image. It's so just like right. I don't, I can't even picture that. That just be it looks so wrong. Yeah, it, I. I don't want it to happen. I don't think it should happen. And I think it wouldn't – like, I saw a stat last night that Patrick Kane has accounted in 43% of the Blackhawks goals this year. Think about that long yeah. and hard before you – I'm honestly surprised that's not more, to be honest. Like, yeah, but, like, you know what I mean. Think about that long and hard before you trade that guy. Because once you trade him, we are literally bottom of the barrel. In the no, the, yeah, that's, that's scorched earth at that point. Like, you're literally going to have, like, maybe 200 goals a season. Maybe. And I'm being generous. Like, you're, you you automatically take 15 goals off Alex to break it, minimum. You take probably 10 points off everyone guaranteed, at least, maybe 20. Like, dude, they'd be a fucking toilet bowl team without Kane. And I just can't stress that enough. And I don't and, think that's the answer for how you fix this problem that this team has. And money, too. Like, he sells so much tickets. It's, it's, it's past He's still top 10 yeah. in merchandise sales. Like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. And Taves is too, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Brand name, baby. Brand name. I wonder if they still got him on the promo art. <laughs> there's, a part of that, there's no way they would ever they would ever trade Kane. But then I'm like, looking at it now, I'm like, could happen this offseason. And I don't like that. We'll see if Kyle Davidson has balls like Ryan Poles does. Because Ryan Poles' first move is he traded Khalil Mack. So <laughs> we'll, we'll know what Kyle Davidson's all about real quick. I just want to say, just being a Chicago fan in general right now is just like the worst thing ever. Like, we yeah. can't win anywhere. Literally, just the Bulls. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh god, it's it, no, just no. I saw something where it was like everyone's or the only untouchables are Taves and Jones. I was like, no shit. Like, oh, yeah, we want, we'll want to trade for those. Like, sorry. God, <laughs> unless Taves like gets twenty and twenty to end the year, there's no way. Didn't it take him like twenty? Four games this season to score a goal in the first place. Yeah, yep. like a third of the season, pretty much. Yeah, and like he finally did score one, and it got—I don't remember why they disallowed it, but it got like recalled or whatever. Oh, it was offside. I'm pretty sure offside. Like, there someone was, was a centimeter offside. I was at oh, the game yeah. against the Red Wings where he got one called off because it was goal interference or some shit. Like he's—he's he's had bad puck luck. Just he and Seth Jones have a terrible puck luck this year. Yeah, Caleb Jones has more goals than him this year now. Didn't Seth hit the post again last night? Like, jeez. Yeah, he oh, got God. robbed a couple times. Yeah, he had a good chance back door. Like, the goals are going to come for Seth. It, it's coming. 
And I saw, like, he's on pace to break his career high in assists. Like, imagine if he just had a few more goals in there. Like, it'd be one, like, it'd be right up there first best statistics. He's going to get 50 season. points this year. Yep, like, probably. We knew that was going to happen. Just I didn't think it'd be all assists. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, expecting, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 15, 35 or something. Like, you can, you can score over 10 goals. We've seen it. Well, he's done it in Columbus. And especially playing on that power play. Like, he was definitely going to get some goals, like, just the – Bounces haven't been going his way. Or if you can look up like how many posts he's hit this year, I'm gonna try. Remember, I, I remember they tracked that like a few years ago on Brandon Sod. I think it was 2017. And, and Brandon <laughs> Sod was like first on the list and by like quite a bit too. And I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. that's not I remember that. it was like he was so close. Like, all, like it seemed like every game he would like hit a post, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can say. John, anymore. Just like okay. That's the Stephen A. Smith clip where it's like, I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> I was like, I'm just. I, don't know. I think Jonathan Taze was on that list too. Like they had such good. The thing is, they had such good numbers that year, and like they should have had a very good season, but just zero luck whatsoever. And kind of going back, 2017, 18, just nothing was going right for that team. Not bad. <laughs> Um, I want to go on to the next topic, the Flyers, because it feels like we're talking about them more and more, but I think everyone's kind of... Silly season. They should be the front runner in silly season. <laughs> it's funny because, like, like they, they, they should be, like, one of the main stories in the NHL because I, I, want, to, I want to read this out. So, Emily Kaplan asked Chuck Fletcher why he doesn't think he needs to rebuild and why he thinks the Flyers are not too far off. Fletcher responded, they got some good pieces who under 25, got some good vets, but they clearly need upgrades. Need a little more skill and speed, get bigger, get some more size in certain areas. They have some work to do, but it's not a, it's not a complete <laughs> It's so funny. He basically listed off at like like everything. Like They need everything. It's like, oh, but we're, we're not that far off. <laughs> We need a couple. We need a little bit of this. We need a little bit of that. Just, it's like just, just, just state the obvious, Chuck. Come on. <laughs> you, could, you could have just said we need a rebuild, and that would have been better. But by the way, know. I found track post hits, and Seth Jones has got like four and two crossbars. So fun times. That's that's a thing. Yeah. The has got five. So no, that's not surprising. But like yeah. he's also on pace for almost fifty goals. So. Actually, Debrick could crank it off the post on the power play sometimes. Like he could easily have forty right now. But like Philly's a crapshoot. Like they, I hope they get a good return for Giroux, or they're just going to be dumb and keep him because they think they're contending. Who knows? With their eighteen regulation wins or whatever the heck it is, less than the Blackhawks. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Dude, I think the Blackhawks are bad. And then I looked, like my buddy and I looked at the standings last night, and I was just like, so there's like eight teams that are just really bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think the Blackhawks are bad? There's like a little tier below them. That's like, yeah. Oh. yeah. There's one more uh, tier. Blackhawks are 22, 30, and 8, and Phillies 18, 30, and 10 right now. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yikes. Let's save Carter Hart, guys. Yeah, let's bring, <laughs> let's the, let's bring the, the good old Sherwood Park Alberta boy to, to Chicago. Or we'll just take Joel Farabee because they want to contend. We'll give him Tyler Johnson. <laughs> bring some of the grit and experience that they need. Oh, my God. Because, like, you know Philly's going to trade a core piece this offseason. I'm curious who it's going to be. Yeah, they did it last year at Voracek. Is it gonna be you know you know what's interesting? <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking connect me. That'd be interesting. Ivan Provorov. 
I've been seeing. Dude, if they trade Troy Rock, he's gonna freaking excel somewhere. You gotta think. Definitely. He is. He is. He is like Russian Seth Jones, like because he had a couple of really good years and he's been highly touted. He was a top ten pick in 2015, mm-hmm. and he's just been. And then he signed that long contract, and he really hasn't been good. But also, he's played on Philadelphia, so it's it's kind of like Seth Jones and. I feel like if a team is able to get him out of Philadelphia and onto a different team, I feel he'll excel in a different situation. 100%. I wonder if a team like Florida will be on that in the offseason. Florida would be interesting, yeah. Because yeah. they got the right-handed defenseman to pair with him and not like put him over his head in a lot of situations. I feel like that's the problem with Philly right now, at least. He's he's getting those top-pairing minutes, but he has no Ryan Ellis to help him right now, and he's just – fight for his life out there. His Rasmus just the line and hits someone from behind. It's, but, like, um, it's, it's the R. Kelly meme. I'm fighting for my fucking life. That's seriously. But, jeez. Like, Philly is just such a crapshoot right now. Like, there's just no better, no other way to put it, honestly. We don't don't worry. F- They'll sign Nazem Kadri on July 19th or whatever day they can do it. 13th. Yeah. July 13th. How I know that, I don't know. Nine times eight. Get ready. It's coming. <laughs> They they can't even sign him to eight years, so it's like, oh, we'll give him ten million dollars instead for seven. And then years. Kevin Hayes is going on Roby to Island. Hmm. He's gonna get bought out, and then go on. He's gonna go Blackhawks finally. <laughs> destiny, <laughs> destiny <Coming> fulfilled. <laughs> I don't mind Kevin Hayes as like a third line center. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah, too bad we already got three third line centers. So that, that's <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> um, I saw this tweet. Ivan Provorov, he has one, I think, uh, primary assist, like 5v5 primary assist in his past 111 games. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it is not good. That's not good. Yeah. Jeez, oh, no. I did not know it was that bad. That's I got okay. to look up that tweet because that is that is crazy. I, that is not I should okay. Have saved. Jesus. But, like, that's – no. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> – that should not be like that. Yeah, I got it. So, inexplicable NHL player staff. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provera has one primary assist at 5v5 since the beginning of the 2020-2021 season. This is a span of 111 games. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow. That's bad. No, yeah. that's not good. Not ideal. I mean, shit. who is he playing with? Like, is it Justin Braun as his partner? I think I I don't know because <laughs> like wasn't a big thing like Niskanen retired and that's the big reason he's like yeah not been the same because mm-hmm. I know they were partners back in the day like three years ago when they had that bubble run but oh Philly please do something stupid and give the Blackhawks a roster player let's go yeah. get on the phone get on the phone Kyle go talk to Chuck go give him Kubalik. That should, that should that should be the thing. Like, just call Chuck Fletcher. Seriously, like, I'm surprised more teams aren't right now. You could probably get a really good roster player for nothing. Like, That'd be a good GM, uh, general manager in the NHL. One, nepotism. Two, call Chuck Fletcher. No, it's actually make a trade that looks like an L, get fired, and then after you get fired, the trade starts looking good. That's the NHL. Oh, so that's, that sounds Fenton. like Paul Fenton. Yeah. You know exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, What's another great Minnesota GM. Something, something Blind Squirrel finds in that. Or Blind Squirrel finds two Connor McDavid's. Peter Shirelli. 
No, so no, but he's gonna sign two Connor McDavid's this summer, Pierce. So get Nazem Kadri, and then he'll give Hampus Lindholm like a seven point five times eight. No, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna sign Kadri, and then they're gonna sign Klingberg to be Pro Ross partner. God, that has like twenty five win season written all over it. And then I saw something that like Philly's never had a first overall pick, or they had one, and it was like Washington's pick. So like. <laughs> No one thinks they're going to win the lottery, even though I, that's like the most Batman thing you can I'm do. pretty sure I made a prediction that they're going to win first overall. Yeah, you did that in the uh, beginning of the season. Yeah. Before it's even started. That was my hot takery, and it's not looking bad so it's far. getting there. I wish they would have traded their first like the Hawks. It would have been more funny. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine they gave up a first, like that, that first for Ristai and then another first? I wish, man. I fucking wish. But don't worry, they got him extended, so he can be hitting in Philly for the next four years. I saw, I saw when uh, I think when Elliot Freeman tweeted out the tweeted out the Ristolainen contract, and it's like, oh, he's making five point one million, and then Dom Lachizan underneath is like, oh, that's for is that per year or is that overall? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think the first thing case of that I always remember is it was Derek England. I think Bob McKenzie tweeted like way back. This must have been like twenty fourteen or something. And I think Derek Englund signed with Calgary, and it's like, uh, I think it's a 2.5 for four years. And it's like, to clarify, that's per year, not like over four years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And then he went on to be the captain for Vegas in 2018. Because he was a Vegas boy. A Vegas boy. Hashtag Vegas born. Can't wait till they miss the playoffs. Oh my god, that's right. I'm pretty Edmonton won last night and they're technically still in a playoff spot, but if you look at point percentage, uh they're out of it. Yeah, and Leonard's hurt, so have fun with that. Brassois is gonna carry the load. I forgot Leonard was hurt. Rock Brassois! He's gonna be so good as he lets up the oil Lauren Brassois. Man, where's uh where's Maxine Legacy when you need him? <laughs> what was the what was the other guy that played for Vegas? Oscar Dance, I think. Oscar, so you think you can dance? <laughs> they just they just trade for Malcolm Subban from Buffalo. Oh my god, just bring them all back. Let's go. <laughs> bring bring back, back. Oh, crap. Who was the who was the kid they got to play? He was like nineteen in their inaugural oh, season. Oh, I'm pretty god. sure that was Logan Thompson. I could be wrong. Is it Logan Thompson? It could. Hey. Hang on. Let oh my gosh! Because oh, I remember that season. Holy, I gotta look now. Now I'm intrigued. No, 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 no. it was Dylan Ferguson. Ferguson. I knew it was something with an F or an H. I was gonna say Ferguson. Hutchinson, but it's Ferguson. That's who it is. But like, I remember he was like 19, and they had to like call him up from junior, and they're like, "Hey, bud, you gotta go play the Blue Jackets right now." <laughs> and then they won. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won. I think I saw a thing. Like, watch the thing on Peacock. Like. Two weeks ago, I think it was about like Vegas and like how like they had this like great inaugural season, like, especially right after like the shooting that happened and like how like no one thought they were going to be good. Like they can't do hockey in the desert. And I'm like, well, I mean, they kind of can, but I feel like Vegas just the market's nice because you have so many people like travel there. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of interesting to watch. It was also just really really sad because they just kept talking about like the shooting victims and their families. I was like. Well, this Damn. is really sad. And then you just watch, like, Vegas, like, have this like, great playoff run and then just, like, choke in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. It's that crazy is- to think that Vegas had all those goalies and Seattle can't get a single goalie to make a save right now. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. They just had the power and positivity of Marc-Andre Fleury. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they also had a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I always forget about that. But um, <laughs> that was, Rumer, like, just a, talked about like Flower and how he said that he was like so sad that like you know he played in Pittsburgh his whole career, and then they're like, yeah, nah, man, we're just not gonna protect you. Like you're you're gone. Not only and, that, we're gonna trade you with a second round pick to show yeah, you how much we really Vegas don't like you. And just like totally screwed him over and set him here for an ECHL player, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Which, by I, the way, I'm pretty sure the second-round pick that was attached to Marc-Andre Fleury got traded to Chicago as part of the liner trade, which became Drew Camesso. I hate trade trees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate trade trees. Like, thanks for the reminder that we got fleece for Leonard. Appreciate it. I mean, we got we got Camesso. So, technically... Yeah, but it's a... We'll see how Camesso turns out. He's good now, but I need to see him in the pros. I think it, I'm pretty sure his season ended with Boston University last yesterday. Because I think mm-hmm. it's either like playoffs now. I don't know, but yeah, I, I was watching the Bean Pot a while back, and they were looking pretty good. Because I wanted to see. Uh, well, I was looking at Camesso, but I was also looking at Colangelo. And then, um, but man, college hockey's a hoot. Like I wish there was, there was more nationally televised. Yeah, especially in Canada. I like I think it gets some attention in the US, but not much in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to watch like Notre Dame games occasionally. Mm-hmm. They're always really fun to watch too. I always like if if like BUBC's on or something, I'm watching. Like I that's the like the like the the atmosphere is crazy, and like that's how it, like. God, please don't price out people from the Coyotes game because you could have an atmosphere like college hockey does for some games, and it could be yeah. nuts. But they're gonna make those tickets like three hundred bucks pop. Yeah, you, you could finally have something good go for Arizona, but no, <laughs> they're gonna have to make like they're either gonna make money off of like hella sponsorships or they're just gonna upcharge those tickets insanely. And I think yeah. it's the latter, which is gonna suck. So, yeah. I feel like if they like made the tickets like affordable. They could sell out every game, just get a bunch of college kids in there. Easy peasy. <laughs> and then when they look at the stats in 10 years, they'll be like, man, why did Arizona sell 100% of their games this one year? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was 3,500 <laughs> But you're still right. Like, they would sell out every game. Yeah. And, like, it would bring new fans into the game. It would get new eyes on the sport. Young fans, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the whole point, I feel like. That should be the their main driving point. And then when they get this new – Arena and Tempe, you'll have these new younger audiences that'll grow up with the team. But they're going to be dumb and sell all these things. I was going to say, that's what I think everyone's hoping, but knowing the NHL, they're going to do a 180 and make the. Gary Bettman is literally Mr. Krabs. (laughs) Money, 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 money. Hello. I like money. Yeah, hello. I like money. What inspired you to move to Arizona to a college arena? Money, even though it won't make you any. It's like, yeah, you do realize it's a bad idea. I don't care. I'm making money. Internal yeah. cap intensifies. <laughs> donate to the children. What have the children ever done? For what are the children? Oh, you mean yeah. donate to our smaller markets that can't afford them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canada. Bring another team to Canada. What has Canada ever done for me? What is... <laughs> it's like, and then it's the SpongeBob and Patrick. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like opening all the yeah. doors and it's just bags of money from Canada. Yeah, it's just like it's like no, like, move the team to Arizona. <laughs> it's like Montreal making the Cup final. That's like the best players from Canada, like Connor McDavid and stuff. So, uh. Oh man, it's like man, why would I not want to promote the sport in the country where it's most popular? No, 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 no. We just got the Rangers. We'll be fine. <laughs> we got that money flowing in. Fucking. God, and 
And once I hate Rick... the bar is so low with commissioners that he's not even the worst commissioner in the league. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> the bar is so freaking low. Oh my god. Terrible. Uh, yeah, something something rich old like dudes. Something yeah, something is. Gary Bettman annoys the crap out of me. Something something. <laughs> something something I'm a lawyer. Something something I'm gonna weasel my way out of this. Fucking what do we what do we say? He's a, he's a mouthpiece for the owners. They sign oh, his paycheck. Hell yeah, he's a mouthpiece for the owners. He's got that lifetime contract too. <laughs> it's when I think I think it was like last month where <laughs> they were celebrating like it was like the day that he became commissioner, and that was like twenty it was like twenty nine or thirty years ago or something. It's been it's been either either way, it's been way too long. And then the NHL the NHL long. put out a tweet, it's like yeah, it's been twenty nine or thirty years since Gary Bettman uh, has become commissioner and this I'm like this is not the flex you think it is. It's really not. Oh god. But like look at all this growth we've had with teams and like literally a league that has quote unquote parody, but like the only parody it's is artificial in round one. parody, yeah. It's only in round one. Like someone, like <laughs> someone, really just like dropped the hammer on that one and was just like, "Yeah, there's totally parody in hockey." Shows the last fifteen Stanley Cup winners, and they were all top five. There's not that much. Sure. There's not that much variance like in the past like ten or fifteen years of Stanley Cup champions. Because like besides the eight seed Kings, like that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. the last time anything crazy happened was the eight seed Kings, I think. And if well, Nashville even... would have won a couple years ago, that would have been it, though. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. even like just like the teams that have won, like they're like because. Obviously, Pittsburgh's won three times. Chicago's won three times. LA Kings won twice. twice. Tampa Bay, yeah, Tampa twice. Bay went back to back. Yeah, like we just had Pittsburgh going back to back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like if Boston didn't lose to St. Louis or even Chicago, like they would have two. Like Detroit technically has like a bunch, but like they could have two also. Yeah, um, yeah. Tampa could have like four if they really. Dude, Tampa, to. yeah, Tampa could have four if they. Shit, the Hawks so. have four if it weren't for an elbow, but you know, we won't get into that. Um, Dude, Pittsburgh <clears throat> could have like four or five as well. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah, like it, there's no parity in this league. If you have the best talent, you will be competing unless you're the Edmonton Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> then you stink. Yeah, if you have Ken Holland as your GM. Yeah, or if you have literally the mental toughness of a second grader, known as the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> That's that's being nice. Like, I the, like I hope the Blackhawks get rid of this like score one goal like shit your pants mentality because the Leafs still have it and they're really good and it's painful to watch. Like I don't want to see this team when they're really good still have that mentality because I can't stand that. Mentality. Boy, I would hate to be a fan of both those teams. <laughs> Damn, I really would hate to be a Leafs fan. Hold on, hold on, time out. Let me get my Michael Bunting chart out just to spread my agenda real quick. Yeah, he scores goals. That's the most important thing. And he's got a ninety-nine percentile on defensive goals. Doesn't take expected. into consideration that uh, Mort Sider was like literally Danny DeKaiser was his ball and chain. For like most of the season, the second coming of Nick Lindstrom, scary. (laughs) Yeah, and he's six four and right handed, and he bullies everyone as a twenty year old. Mm -hmm. Everyone that tries to go and hit him just gets reversed hit. Like Kirby Doc needs to go to the school of Murray Sider for annoying the fuck out of other people because, like, he could do it. He's got the size. And like shit, Doc. I do what I want. Literally, like, come on, (laughs) use your size, jeez. Like, shit, Doc tore Ennis' ACL without even trying one time. Come on. Don't mean it in a bad way, but, like, use your size. <laughs> like you see, we saw more Sider just annoying, like, Sidney Crosby and Victor Hedman. And Austin Matthews. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Austin Matthews. Literally, he's gotten to every big star, I'm pretty sure. Like, have they played Boston yet? I'd love to see what Brad Marchand has to think about. Oh, they, they've had to play, but they're in the same division. Did you see one of Marchand take a run at that guy yesterday? Um, I think it was Keller. And, like, Keller took a Ooh. shot. And he was, like, low, and Marchand went flying on the cross check behind the head. Jeez, like, he wasn't even looking. Like, I don't know if I can find the clip, but it was – about as peak Martian as it gets. Like, yeah, yeah, he's really good, but he's still a piece of shit. So, like, I don't even mind this, like, like the the extracurricular stuff where he's just being an annoying asshole. But there's, but when like, you take him runs at people's heads and they're not looking, yeah, that's a problem. In the middle of the ice too, it wasn't even on the boards. Like, this is middle of the ice. Like, puck's not even near him anymore. Just like, um, if Keller wasn't lower, he would have probably gotten whacked right on the back of the neck. Like, it was not okay. <laughs> Speaking it's just, of, it's like uh, a vulnerable area, like of oh, the yeah. body. Like if you get cross-checked in like the neck area, ugh, because it's just yeah. so exposed. Like mm-hmm. it's like, and that's why they call that shit. That's why they have to call that shit. But you know, the refs want to play call playoff hockey in March, so that's fine. Oh god, the fucking the refs, man. Like I, I feel stop complaining. It's not gonna fucking change. But no, that, that that's the thing. Like you want to see change, but it's been so much of this. That, what what is showing that it's going to change? You know, like, no. there's literally been four calls this week alone that have dictated games. So I, I don't like cool. I'm just glad my team's not competing for a cup this year because I hate to get fucked out of this in the playoffs. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like I some of these some of these like what was the one against Calgary where Stamkos literally gets wrapped up like a tackle and there was no penalty. Like, he's trying to, like, weasel his way into the middle. And, like, I don't know who it was on Calgary. But he just literally wraps his arms off. around him. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Like, wraps his arms around him like a bear hug. And, like, Stamkos just throws his arms. I'm like, the fuck? There's no penalty. And then Calgary went right up the ice and scored. I'm like, and what, what did we talk about last show? It's like, cool. If they're not going to do that, then we'll just start We'll just start doing our own shit. Like, shit. If they're not going to call everything, we'll just keep doing it. We'll get away with it. Eight you can call one time. slash, but can you call five of them? It's yeah, like at this point, like, just like do whatever you want and see what you can get away with. Honestly, like, come on. I mean, I, people always got mad at Boston for doing that, like, for the longest time, but it's it, just, it's so inconsistent. It's hilarious. Yeah. But this you're point, not, it's, it's consistently <laughs> inconsistent. Terrible. Just, and then, like, I love that Tim Peel's out there defending his brothers on Twitter. Like, shut the hell up. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I'm glad the NHL start, like, the players are starting to, like, publicly speak about this because usually they just kind of bite their tongue, but, like, the land just that talks stuff. Like, dog. It, it, more people need to speak out, man. It's just the way it is. Also, the way he was speaking out is bullshit. Kadri definitely deserved to get bounced from that game. <laughs> just pointing that out. He took, uh, actually, he I haven't watched Try to slash Nino Niederreiter in the head twice. Like, you deserve to get bounced from the game for that. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, like, more people need to speak out in the ref. Like, players, not the fans, not the media, even though people think if the media speak out, that's going to change anything. Like, that's how people were getting on Friedman yesterday about that. Yeah, I, was I saw like, the that, fuck? too. What is he going to do? What is he going to do besides just report it and just say, oh, this is bad? Is that what you want? Like, this – I don't get that side of the argument. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Um. What's the? Th- it's that's the same thing. It's like, oh, you can call one slash, but can you call five slashes? Oh, you can find one player for speaking out, but can you file? Can you find ten of them? Like, everyone speaks out against it more. Like, it's gonna be less of a problem. And 
the thing is, we don't even hear from the referees or anything. We, it's just at least if we got to hear from the referees, and because don't other sports do that? Where referees like once in a while will do press conferences or whatever, or take answers at least. Because in the NHL, NFL we don't have any of that. Yeah, NFL. That's what I was thinking of. NBA, I think, does it like. You know all the sports that like actually have respect. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna so. say the 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 leagues that are actually not Mickey Mouse leagues uh, do that. And that's and that's like lightly saying that shit because the NFL is such crapshoot. They just actually know how to handle bad situations when they come across. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean they just shove it under the rug royally, like they did with the John Gruden stuff. Which by the like, and that's also like because I think it's going through the court systems, but that's besides the thing, besides yeah. the story. But um, yeah, I agree, Peter. Just like accountability like that's all we want like maybe go out after the game and explain why you call didn't call this penalty oh he didn't have full grip at the stick or something that's why i didn't call i just want to hear their side of the story like their rationalization we don't even yeah, know they don't what get, it is you don't get to plead the fifth on this shit you know what i mean yeah like speak up <laughs> but in going back to the players speaking out this is the nhl like <laughs> what are the odds we're gonna see uh connor mcdavid or Sidney crosby speak out against this yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it, very small. Like you can't even tell the space between my fingers. Yeah. And I'm so glad Leafs fans are making it out to be like, oh, well, the league's just against us. It's like, no, I get it. Austin Matthews only has six penalties drawn against him this year. That's not the point, though. This is happening to everyone around the league. Like, yeah. I it's part of a big really game, remember yeah. last playoff, people were pissed because McDavid didn't draw a penalty. Which is crazy. Probably that. He didn't draw a penalty. I don't think against the Blackhawks either. No, he. You're right, Pierce. Both bubble playoffs, he didn't. So, like, like, it's not just y'all. The whole world doesn't revolve around Toronto. Crazy. I know the axis says it does on your (laughs) compass, but it doesn't. Sorry. Come on now. Come on, guys. Anyways, Michael Bunting called her. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, like, Matthews is probably going to win the heart. But, like, like, Tristurkin probably will win it. But, like, he's going to be a finalist. But, like, Jesus Christ, guys. Either the penalties will come or you just have to learn how to play without them. It's Simple as that. And I uh, hate to break it to you guys, I don't think that's been stopping Austin Matthews one fucking bit. He's literally about to score 60 this year. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the fans that are complaining, get a grip. The plan, like, I'd like to see the players speak out on it, but for the fans, like, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't know why y'all, like, waste their breath over this, as I just yeah. wasted, like, three minutes yelling about it. But... <laughs> You're yelling about people yelling about it. Like, no. I'm literally... <laughs> dangle on the show and he like pre-argues yeah pre-argue yeah pre-twitter <laughs> argument mm-hmm. oh jeez see my thing is i think if we do see players speak out about it it's not gonna be the stars it's gonna be these like i don't know the best way to like phrase it. these guys that you don't really like think of or that you don't really well know. gabriel lannistog is a good player but again not Connor mcdavid or Sidney crosby or right hell even alex ovechkin speaking out yeah like... we're not gonna see those guys speaking out against it it's gonna be the guys who are like I guess, like, lower on the totem pole, I guess, the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah. who don't have as much to lose or don't make as much money. That, that's right. the easiest way to say it. Like, <laughs> I mean, shoot, if I'm not on, like, a six times six, I'm not going to speak out on the refs and have a chance of my contract getting messed up from a suspension or a fine. But, I mean, if this is my only chance of getting in the league and this happens, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak my truth probably. I, right. Like, I agree with that 100%. And also, I feel like they'll give you a more realistic answer. Like they, they, like guys like Curtis Gabriel actually are very good on the mic and have are very good in interviews and stuff, and they'll actually give you a legitimate response. Like Brendan Perlini is another good example of a guy who's spoken yeah. out and he's very well spoken. Like you don't make you don't have to be the best player, but like 
if it's not going to be quality, it has to be quantity of players, right. like more people. If it's not going to be the main guy speaking out, I there's just got to be more. Got to be more. That's all like, there is. Gabriel Aniskog is up pretty high though. Like, oh, he is hundred percent. That's about as high as I've seen a player speak out about it. Like, obviously, you got like Kane and Crosby who bark at the refs in mid game all the time, but that's different than post game. Said Taves too. That's just like the designated role of the captain. It's just to yell and tell the ref to go fuck himself. Like, honestly, like if I had a dollar for every time I tell saw Taves say "fuck you" to the ref or something, I'd have so much money. I have so so much money. (laughs) You can fund my college, buddy. Oh, jeez. What, what is it that we always say? I, wait, I can't wait for the day till I can love the sport. Yeah. I can't wait for the sport. I can't wait till the sport's done being made. Yeah. Great. I'm glad it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to get on to the next point. Like, there, there's, like, again, it's the NHL's the tectonic plates in the earth. They're moving super slowly, but they're moving nonetheless. Um, the PHWPA is getting closer to a fully funded women's hockey league, which is awesome. which is so awesome. Like uh, again, I don't know the full details on it. I was kind of just watching it, like on the the intermission segment they do for Thirty Two Thoughts, and Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman were talking about it. And sounds like uh, they're like they're getting uh, like sp- sponsorships and all that stuff. And uh, we don't know if the NHL is going to be involved, or like if NHL teams are going to be involved. Hopefully. At least, hopefully, at least, like, uh, even if the league doesn't get involved, hopefully, at least we see like one or two teams step up and help. Like, oh yeah, like uh, maybe I could see a team like Seattle doing that because they've been so progressive on like the the off ice stuff they do in terms of like helping the community. Toronto and, definitely do it. Yeah, Toronto, would, I think would too. Like, because I think Chicago and Boston would also like. There, there's a lot of like Pittsburgh. I think would like. But here's the thing that I thought it was interesting. Apparently, Jeff Merrick said it's going to be a separate league from the NWHL. So yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how they're going to divvy up the talent if that happens. Because I would have thought it might have been one league, kind of like just to get the best town in the world to play each other. But if it's two separate leagues, I'm very curious to see like which stars go where and maybe like which locations, like I, cause like you got to think the NWHL has got all the big, a lot of the big cities on lock right now. Like they got yeah, Toronto, Boston, Chicago, New York, yeah. Boston, Pittsburgh. I wouldn't even put Pittsburgh as a big team. I, maybe is there a team in LA yet? I, I, I would think LA would probably be a big location for, this new league to go. Oh, into. put one in freaking Vegas, man. <laughs> oh, dude, Vegas has got to be a given at this point. Yeah, you're right. Um, like you said, Seattle would be a good one. I would think Vancouver, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, Montreal would be a good one. Um, and they're like super leagues, so I'd just be interested to see how like, this affects the NWHL. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I, I need, I need to know how the talent gets to be up. <laughs> that could be pretty detrimental to the NWHL if they all want to go to the other league. Yeah, I agree. Like, if your top stars in NWHL leave because the other league's offering more money and all this and more stability, yeah. that it, it might lead to a merger down the line, I'd have to think, where, yeah. like, maybe one yeah. league buys the other out or something. But there's got to be a thing where they, like, either they disband from that league or there's, like, a merger. Or, like, yeah, yeah, I'd have to think there's a merger. I'd have to think. But it, obviously, like they said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a slow process. And once they get the sponsors, we'll really know what's going to happen, I feel like. But um, it's nothing it, – it's good for the sport, if anything. Like, we're going to have funded women's hockey with actual sponsors. Like, I'm hoping they get a broadcast deal, too. Like, I have yeah. to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is this is a great for the sport. I just like you said, Reagan. I really hope it doesn't hinder the NWHL. Yeah. So to where like I would just hope they'd like there'd be like a merger at some point. They just like combine them instead of like having like one league like thriving just completely destroying the other. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't want there to be like uh, uh like us against them mentality. It's like oh we're playing in this league. This league is better. Yeah, no, this league is better. Right. No, like no, because like it should be a like they should be working together to grow the sport of women's hockey, and yeah. they shouldn't be. And I think that's what this isn't like wrestling where you have like yeah. AEW and WWE. This is you don't need two like bashing head companies right. and like maybe they'll do stuff where like both leagues go against each other every year like maybe something like that to where like it's like a showcase of talent of both leagues which would be kind of cool yeah like a mini tournament almost that'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. yeah like that would be so much fun um maybe like like that's their all-star game or something i don't know yeah. like for the whole women's hockey that'd be that'd be really cool but um i think this is just a great like jump point for like possibilities for women's hockey. Like yeah. I, I really hope they get the sponsors they need. Angel, do fucking something challenge. Honestly, like these teams should just sponsor the other teams. Like like Toronto like teams like Toronto, New York, and Chicago have the money. They can do it. it oh yeah, if you're Chicago and you want to get some good PR on your side, there's there's, there's Honestly, an opportunity right there. Like any like, original six team would have the money to like yeah. sponsor and how Detroit would be great for a young yeah. hockey team right now. Like, with how, like, basically hockey's being, like, reignited in that city. Yeah. Dude, put one in freaking Edmonton. Like, at Oil Kings games sell out most of the time. Like, I'm pretty sure you could get some people to come to women hockey. And that's the thing. People are, like, let's say, like, you get 5,000 people in, in an arena. It doesn't even have to sell out. And it's, like, $10 ticket. Like, how much money does it make? Like, you know, people are... People are interested in women's hockey. It's just again, it's like the accessibility thing. Like, but yeah, you just gotta show it more. Like, you gotta mm-hmm. make it, like you said, make it more accessible. Make it to where it's in people's like forefront of what they're thinking to do for the night. Like, availability is key and everything. And that, and like for hockey, that's gotta be the biggest thing is accessibility and availability. Mm-hmm. And like. I hope like that's why I really hope they get a really good broadcast rights deal or something to where they have their games streamed everywhere to where people can watch. They them were streaming on, like, uh, on cable were, and stuff. Yeah, they were streaming NWHL games on Twitch and they got like thirty thousand plus viewers. Are you telling me people aren't going to watch this? Right. People tell me you can't do that stuff. That's on, on Twitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and like exactly, it's on Twitch. That's such a niche audience that they <laughs> just found, and it's thirty thousand people. Come right. on. You can't tell think, me that's not going to divvy up yeah. TV ratings. I don't think on. they're going on over all over TV and like be like, oh, tune into this NWHL game on Twitch. You know, like it's so yeah. like you got to go so out of your way to find it. And that's yeah. even if like you and even if they did put it on TV, you got to have like TV and stuff to find it. Like it's again, it's just so niche. Just need to, it, and I feel like that's just a problem with hockey in general, but especially women's hockey is just like the publicity needs to be there. Like they yeah. need to make it a must watch sport. And I feel like maybe having two leagues might do that in a way, because it might push both of both, both leagues to be better in a way in some in some facets. Like, oh, maybe now that this happens, the NWHL gets more sponsorships and, or looks to maybe have like budget increases or something. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it could be a positive and have two well running leagues, and then that, you know, like like you said earlier, quality or quantity over quality. Maybe sometimes to where maybe you don't have one super league, but you have two leagues where. It covers a bunch of ground, and you just kind of have a wider reach of audience in a way, I guess. Because you just need to grow the game at this point. 
and not even the NHL and NHL teams helping out. What about NHL players? Like, who's going to be the first player that's going to be like, I'm going to back up this organization, like whether they're in our city or not, and I'm going to like give yeah. them a like a like help fund them out or whatever, you know? I think Sidney Crosby would do that. I really, yeah, because he 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 already works with like all the women's hockey development stuff in Canada. Yeah, he does. That's that's one thing he does do, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just that you're not going to see you're not going to see headlines about it. I don't think really, and that's the problem, that's man. Is. Yeah. Like, and, and Crosby has every right to have his privacy and stuff like that. He's entitled to that 100. percent He does so much for the community and whatnot, and like that's fine. But like, if he were to do something like that, I you need to make that a front headline story to get eyes on the product, get show that they're showing a commitment to wanting to build up this sport. Like I agree a hundred percent. Like just need, need more testimony from the stars for sure. Dude, I think Alex Ovechkin could, would even do it. Cause like I saw then he, he funded one of the, like, or isn't he like a part owner or something? Like, like he put a lot, like he invested a lot of money into like a, a women's soccer team. So I think he, like, if there was ever one in the Washington area, you have to think that. Oh yeah. Washington area would be a great yeah. spot for one. They have such passionate and loyal fans there. Like, I would think like those you could really tap into those markets with loyal fan bases oh, already in like passionate hockey towns and women's hockey would be able to thrive. I would think one hundred and fifty percent. Like there's just like Nashville would maybe be a really good spot too. Like, be, yeah, because like that's an up and coming hockey town. Like St. Louis would be a great one. Um, like there's just so Minnesota. Like yeah, there's a lot of destinations. And that's why I'm curious. Like, maybe how many teams are they going to have? Like, I, I'm curious yeah. as to how big the league's going to be, like, what what their uh, parameters are going to be. Like, I'm excited now. Like, I, I can't wait for this more information to come out on this. And, all, like, not only that, like, uh, obviously you're going to see stars from North America, like Canadian players and American players. But we're going to see – we might even see some players come from overseas to join in the league. That'd be really cool. Like, because – Hockey, more than anything, is an international sport. It's not just North America, so that'd be that'd be really cool just to have that merge. I would love that. And like women, they work their whole like they work just as hard as men do their whole life. But like they 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 don't. They, hockey is not their job. Like they have other stuff they do on the side. They go to school for yeah. a few years, become engineers, like literally anything, and they unfortunately don't get paid. Like. Like when they go to the Olympics, I think they 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 do get paid, obviously, but um, like they can't make it a full time career. Like they have to have something on the side, and if you work your ass off that hard for the rest of your life, or for like basically your whole life, like you should be able to make be able to play hockey for a living, even if it isn't million dollars. Like you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like I think that's why I want those sponsorships to hit, man. There's so many talented women in this industry that and marketable. Yeah, and marketable, man, and they deserve to be paid accordingly. And the the money's not there, but if it can be there, like they're promoting or uh, alluding to, it could be. Like, man, you're gonna have so many more marketable stars. Like it, and they already are marketable. They just aren't using them properly, like yeah. you said. So. And Canada obviously has Marie Philippe Plan, who's definitely <laughs> someone who's marketable. But like, I think of, of players like Sarah Nurse and Natalie Spooner. Those are so like they're such great personalities. Those are people yeah. you got to mark, especially Sarah Nurse. Oh, yeah. Sarah Nurse on Twitter is hilarious. She's great. Um, and just having a black woman in hockey in general, like, that's something yeah. you can really market. Like, mm-hmm. not because, oh, black person. Like, you know, like, but, like, to show, like, 
what's the thing? If you believe, if you can, if you can, if you can see it, you can believe it. You know, exactly. Like, like I don't think people realize how much of an impact that has. Like mm-hmm. you, and like the people who don't realize it are the people who it doesn't affect. So that's not pertaining to you. It's not like you know what I mean. Like it's like it's it, it's almost like the same thing as like oh why is there a person of color superhero? It's like so a little kid can idolize and want to grow up to be like that and shows that it's a possibility, which it is. It always has been and it should be. So I love it. Personally, like I agree, Sarah Nurse should be at the forefront of marketing for women's hockey. I would think, and she's young too, right? Like she's, yeah, I think she's like, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's gonna like you can. That's a marketable talent for a while, so it'll be fun. Like especially if they do like a new league and they do like a draft or something. Like every time there's a new football league, they do a draft, like a, a fantasy draft or like an entry draft or something. Mm-hmm. That that could be a lot of fun. So, yeah, and like. You're telling me that, like, if you don't, like, like, what if they do an all-star game and they, like, just, like, you're telling me that, like, that that's going to be fun to watch because, like, yeah. those women, like, they obviously have respect for each other. Like, when you see Canada and USA go at each other, like, there's, they like, don't like, like they don't, they don't like each other at all. Like, there's a lot, a lot of shit talking. Like, there's going to be, like, if you, if you can broadcast that, like, there's going to be a lot of, like, like, chirping. Like, it, it would be entertaining, you know? Like. Oh, yeah. It. It, it, the sport can market itself. They, There's so yeah. much you can do, like market with women's hockey. Yeah. Yep. Like for God's sakes, like most of them have more personalities than the men do. If we're being seriously, like, like <laughs> oh man, like there's like the, from the interviews we've had on the show, they're it's just always great. They always have so many insightful thoughts and like, oh my gosh, like it, it's like. Talking to an encyclopedia, we were talking to Melody Deo. Like, oh my gosh! Like, she was telling us like her whole like career path and stuff. And it's just like I'd love to see her thoughts on like when a new league comes around and like how the next generation and like this generation currently are going to get these opportunities. It's just it's nice to see. <laughs> yeah, women's hockey, and we want them to succeed, and also just like women in general, like women's sports. <laughs> what a, what a concept, eh? Women, what a concept! Women, <laughs> gotta be one of my favorite. Only getting her degree in sports management right now. I agree. <laughs> like literally, just trying to do anything I can so I can get a job after I graduate in May. So you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, support women, support people of color, blah blah blah, things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like we were women sports, women in sports, people of color in sports, and yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. Just be respectful. Yeah. Jeez. Exactly. It goes a long way. What does it be? And don't be short-minded when it comes to women's hockey. Oh, it's not gonna be as good. You don't know that. You don't know that. What do you mean? Like <laughs> well, I'm being completely honest. I watched every like at least US game of the women's Olympic tournament, and I think I watched maybe like half of a men's game. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. I watched one men's game, and the rest were all women's. I watched the yeah. Switzerland. I, not Switzerland. I watched the Sweden game. I watched Finland, and I watched the Canada U.S. games. Like I yeah. was following all of them, and I was I was following China for a little bit too with the women's because yeah. they were actually winning. So that was cool. Just because of like the time zone differences, I had a hard time like following a lot of games. Just no, I think we all did. Yeah, puck drop at three a.m. You better be alive. schedule. Like I watched the women's tournament whenever I could, okay. and I feel like those, maybe. It, Sure, they didn't get to send the NHL guys, but the, I thought just thought overall the women's tournament was like so much better than the men's. Just 100%. so talented. Sure, 
the NHL couldn't go. But like, there's just like so much talent in the women's tournament. I thought compared, it was just so much better. What, what was what was the thing? The the gold medal game was like the most watched hockey game in the U.S. of any kind in like the past couple of years. Yep. But like tell me, women's hockey is. Not yeah, like- but tell me how people don't care about women's hockey. Yeah, at all. and like, on, I'm pretty sure the same amount of people watch it in Canada. So. Yep. Yep. But keep telling me that. But keep telling me that women's hockey can't work. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. As far as okay. the game okay, starts at like 11 p.m. at least on Eastern time. That's a long time start. Like, jeez. Yeah. It was 11 p.m. Like I literally have to be up on early. Wednesday. Like, come on. I have to be up early, but, like, also, I'd rather watch this game. So, I guess I'm just going to be running on fumes tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I think we all kind of, like, accepted that watching that gold medal game. It's just like, well, we're all up to, like, three in the morning now. Okay. Yeah, thank God I did not have to work the next day. I think the gold medal game, I think it was 9 p.m. It started. It was, like, done at, like, 1130 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Fun times. And now we got to wait four more years. Well, yeah, at least, at least for, for the Olympics. At least yeah. for international play, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe within the next... I, I have no idea how long it would take to... I don't know either. I would think at least like, two years. Like, yeah. I think. Well, hopefully before the next Olympics, something. Yes, is like, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, That's I would think be, by yeah. the next time we have two leagues by then. And yeah. Well, for the best, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the people that have power and money step up and do the right thing. Oh, Just even, on, a, even if it's like a couple That's players that do it. Yeah, that's true. Wishful thinking, but you know, we need to get some. We need to get better philanthropists and uh, hockey <laughs> that are willing to show out the money because <laughs> the fans are. So yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, bud. Anyways, um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add. Uh, uh Jacob Chickering got hurt, so Ben Sherratt's price just went up another first round pick. Sorry, oh, I heard, wait. No, Kellen DeHaan. Two first-round picks for Kellen DeHaan. I'm <laughs> Sim 10. That's like my new favorite thing to do. Shout out to Charles. But every time he talks about the Panthers trade deadline, I'm like, oh, don't worry. Calvin oh, I'm to get coming, Oh, no, you're getting Calvin DeHaan's coming. Don't worry. You're getting the other CH. You're getting Sherratt. Tampa fans talking about Brandon Hangel. Don't worry. Ryan Carpenter's coming. Don't worry. He's coming. <laughs> you don't need Brandon Hangel. Hey, we might even be nice and throw you in a half retain Calvin DeHaan. We might even give you a Sam Lafferty if you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, trade deadline. Trade deadline's like basically a week away now. Home stretch. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. We're gonna we're gonna see trades this week. I bet you we're well. We're gonna record Thursday or whatever, and we're we're probably gonna really see a trade by then. You have to think. I'm gonna need those tectonic plates to start moving, bro. That's all I'm gonna say because. Uh, it's getting a little too quiet for a week out yeah, before the deadline. Like, it's really it's quiet. Too quiet. What What was the thing that Chris Johnson said? It's like, oh, there's not a lot of activity. Not a lot of – everyone's favorite word. Not a lot of chatter. Hearing some rumblings. Not a lot chatter. of murmurs. Ugh. It's a Sim Zero right now, in other words. Sim Zero. It's Sim Negative. <laughs> literally like I, my favorite still my favorite thing about the nhl is like someone showed the nfl over the last five days showed oh all the big God, moves dude. and it's like the nfl or the nhl over the last five days nothing nothing ben Sherratt might get a first round pick nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> like and this is why folks the nhl will never be in that stratosphere as it leads as the nfl and nba and, and the money baseball. says so. yeah <laughs> oh by the way like last podcast i wanted to bring up baseball is back Baseball's back. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm cheering for the Blue Jays, so I'm hoping for. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping to expand my where I get heartbroken, not just to hockey, but now it's gonna be football and baseball. Dude, you're gonna realize that baseball is such a freaking long season. Like, oh, I know that. I know that. Oh man, like I remember. Oh, How many games and it's still gonna be like? Is it 162? Well, it's gonna be regular season year, is, but yeah. isn't it like 75 this year? I, I got it. No, it's gonna be like 140 or something. Oh, I don't know. Where I think it's actually 162 when they're making up those two games that they're missing. Like I think it's 162. What I've heard, it's 162, and the first two series that got canceled are doubleheaders. So I think they're playing a full 162 still, which is kind of crazy. Which I don't blame them because they need the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a... cram 162 games into a shorter amount of time. Granted, it's only two weeks shorter, but like no spring training and stuff is definitely going to be effective, I feel like. like I think we're going to see some slow starts in April. But um, just letting you know right now, Pierce, nothing matters until July in baseball. So, oh, yep. Yeah. Like, literally, if like I, the White Sox favorite thing to do is be amazing in April and May and then just suck it off for the rest of the year. Oh, it sounds I, like the Blackhawks last year then. So yeah, last year's Blackhawks <laughs> have a decent first half, and then like they're having all these rule changes in the MLB. Not this year; I think it's next year. But like, baseball is going to be interesting, that's for sure. And like, I'm just glad we're not getting like Mike Trout's prime wasted. Like, yeah, again. Well, it's already going to get wasted. He's playing for the Angels, but <laughs> Mike Trout's literally Connor McDavid. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, Connor McDavid is the Mike Trout. Who else is on the Angels that I would know? Like, you know, like Albert holes who's retired. No, um, shit. What's his name? Uh, I'm forgetting the guy who used to won the ring with the Nationals, but he's on that team. Rendon, Anthony Rendon's on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Jared uh, <laughs> J- is Jared Walsh or Jay Walsh or something. I don't know. Some dude Walsh. He's really good on that team. But um, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like yeah. baseball's fun. Oh, they have Otani. I'm fucking stupid. You know who Otani? Oh, I know Otani. Yeah. I was like, I'm missing someone. Like, <laughs> no, I thought like Otani immediately. And then you like didn't say it. Like, am I like no? Dumb? I'm dumb. I blanket. Oh, so it's, so it's literally for some reason I just think Otani's his own entity right now. Like, so it's literally <laughs> McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, and their band of merry trash. Except no, except unlike Ken Holland. Actually, no, it is like Ken Holland. Shit, he overpays a bunch of mediocre talent. God damn, it is Ken Holland. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> like if you, uh, Pierce, if you get a chance today, I think Urinating Tree posted like one of those like videos where he no, like yeah. goes over a team. He did one of those for the Angels. If you want to see, and I you can see what I'm talking know. about. About yeah. just they're a tire fire, and they've tried to make big splash moves to be good, and none of them work because like either everyone gets hurt. Or the pitching sucks when the hitting's good. That kind of sounds like the Oilers in a way, like what they did this offseason. Not that it was necessarily a big splash, but they tried to make moves and it did not go. Hey, but they're going to make the playoffs, Pierce. They got a Vander Kane. <laughs> no, no, they, they got they got uh, Josh Archibald, too. Did you see how he took those punches from Mikhail Sergachev last night? That's Stanley Cup worthy, Josh, Josh Archibald. Hey, Stanley Cup champion Josh Archibald. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I hate Pittsburgh because he played like he played like a game in the Cup final. Because Pittsburgh yeah, was just one. so. Everybody gets weird. one. Yeah, <laughs> everybody gets one. Tell him, tell him, Peter. Well, apparently everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Buffalo plays Toronto in an outdoor game. Yawn. Yawn. Another <laughs> outdoor game. I want to bring this up because, like. Outdoor games have lost their luster. I don't know if it's just because I've grown up or they've done so fucking many of them. Might be both, but 
I think the, the outdoor game. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I wish they just went back to one a year and they made it like yeah. a spectacle and like especially, you know, like there's just how many were this the were there this year that I didn't even know about, you know? Like there's there's this yeah, is exactly. the third one. So this is the third one? Yeah, because we had it feels like there's more. Nashville, St. Louis one. Yeah, yeah, and then we had St. Louis, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Which was super like that was the game where like your beer would freeze because it was so cold. Yeah, it was Nashville, Tampa. My bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I my thing with the outdoor games is it definitely is good for the local markets because I know like Nashville Mm -hmm. and Tampa fans who ate it up and loved the outdoor game this week and like anyone who was in Nashville will tell you it was a great time. But the Mm -hmm. problem is for the for the national market they don't advertise those games at all. Yeah, and like I, I would have to think for you especially, Pierce, because like if National and Tampa are playing Canada, I no. doubt that <laughs> no attempt any kind of fucking promotion. So, I I like it for local markets. Like I think Carolina getting one next year is gonna be a lot of fun because it's another college town, and like that's good. Like they're gonna tailgate the fuck out of that game. And stuff. Yeah, like I don't know. It, like I I think I agree that they should go back to one a year. Yeah, get the I mean. National one, I kind of like forgot was a thing until I was working the fuel game that night, and one of the guys I work with during intermission was watching that game, and I was like, "Oh, that's I, forgot, I forgot that was tonight." Literally, and like, I guess it's just because it's now a gimmick, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's maybe a problem, but like, I it's kind of cool. And they, like, I I can't remember the last time it was like kind of cool, but like, I remember the first time I did one in California was interesting. Yeah. Wasn't it, it was like LA seven, Anaheim and like the the it was like the it was ice was melting? Was, yeah, like it's like crazy. Like I, if they want to get crazy, go do one in Vegas. Go do one in Vegas. I'm pretty sure they tried to do one in Vegas like way back when. Like I think it was LA and New York. Like this was way way back then. Actually, I lied. The Lake Tahoe stuff is really fucking cool. They that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do that again. I like if they're gonna do like a spectacle game. I love that idea. Yeah. I don't know if you know what Lake Louise is, but it's uh it's a lake in Alberta. It's like right by the Rocky Mountains. They should do one there. Dude, if they Calgary, can make it work Edmonton, out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. They gotta do that. That'd be sick. Oh man. Cause like playing hockey in the middle of the woods was like kinda cool. Yeah. I think they could really make something out of that. But like that probably costs a lot of money to like make the rink and make the stands and stuff. Cause like I think right, they won't cool. have fans there okay, that time. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, just imagine how much they're gonna fuck up a habitat. If, like in the middle of a national park, they put like five thousand seats. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just cheering at like five o'clock at night. Like, oh man, that'd be interesting. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, outdoor games have really kind of lost their touch, though. I would agree. No, you're, you're right. The Lake Tahoe stuff was pretty cool. I wish they'd do more stuff like that. But like, you forget about it because like that season last year was just such a like. It went by like that. That happened, like, yeah. yeah. Right. It was two games, too. I, I thought it was just one when I first thought of it. I was like, Shit, right. Philly played Boston, too. <laughs> I forgot mm-hmm. about that. And then, like, it's like uh, my all-time favorite graphic where it's like, time between goals, nine hours, because they had to <laughs> stop playing because of the sunlight on the who was, who was the guy? It was the guy who was, like, in the army that was out there, and his name was, like, Dusty Goo. <laughs> like, that was so iconic. Oh jeez, fun! To, like, see, you, you can make outdoor games fun if they try. They just and then David Pasternak's like dancing the Barbie Girl, you know, like, fuck! Wow, I oh, forgot God. about that too. Because they don't talk about anything cool that the NHL does ever. They're just like, let's talk about all the boring stuff. Let's not talk about like <laughs> all the interesting stuff that happens throughout the season. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, 
I feel like, like you guys said, like we just forget some crazy stuff that happens during the season. Like, yeah. Like, the time like 0.3 seconds left is going to be like nothing we even think about at the end of the year. But that was like one of the craziest games this year. Yeah. Was that Washington Edmonton game? And it's just like stuff like that you just don't remember at the end of the year because it's just it all. It's it such a grind. Together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a beautiful out. game. I've like I'm almost been taken aback this year, like how long the season really is compared to what we had last year, and even the COVID shortened year. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see why Taves was kind of harping for those that's the schedule change like three years ago. Is he was yeah. on that before everyone was. He was like, yeah. we need to do this to where we play the rivals and we all go like we get cut on like flight travel. It's like, and it's stuff. like baseball schedule, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of doing that for a while with the NHL. Like, they were doing, like, the two-game homestands and stuff, like, last year. And, like, I think we had one last year where we played Nashville three times at home in one week. So, like, it was basically a playoff series, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I, kinda I think like except that. we lost. All oh, we lost every single one. We lost two and then one one. Because that was when we – wasn't that when we came back from 4-1 down or was that another – Yep, quite literally our only win against Nashville last year. So pathetic. Like, literally if they win, like, five of those games, they're probably in the playoffs. Oh <laughs> but God. they I lost – I don't want to think about that. But they lost seven. So, that's how stupid last season was. <laughs> UC Soros, baby. And he's not even going to be a Vezina finalist this year. He's been a no. no. Did you see that? Because, like, Shashurkin's going to win him, man. Unless Markstrom's just... got a shutout, bro. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. Markstrom has nine shutouts now. And then Frederick Anderson's going to be in there, too. He's been really 100%. Great. Yeah, they've been incredible. Oh, my gosh. Jacob Marks, like, if Igor Shashurkin literally wasn't having, like, the third best season ever by a goalie, we'd be talking about Jacob Markstrom so much more. Like, it's for, and also he plays in New York, so we're never going to not hear about Igor Shashurkin. Yeah. Did you see the – I saw someone that was like – I saw a Leafs fan was like <laughs> – they're watching a game last night for the Rangers, and they're like, I don't know, Igor Shosturkin just let up two goals on five shots. Not my heart winner. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, Matthews has been having incredible – literally any year. Like, if if this was any other year, Matthews wins the heart. I was going to say maybe last year, but then Connor McDavid had like 105 points in 56 games. So, but – if this is if this is like twenty twenty or something like like he the wins. COVID short year, if he puts up that season, he probably wins the heart. It's just Matthews; he's been incredible. I think he's gonna he's probably gonna. Eat, it's a good chance he hits sixty goals. He definitely hits fifty. Um, but it's just eager eager Shostakin is really carrying an average Rangers team as a goalie. How hard is that to do? Yeah. Like, you like look at the Rangers roster and you're like, holy crap! It's literally like five people on forward. And it's no one. very top heavy. Yeah, like. It's like their number one – like, they have the number two power play in the league, and then that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like when you look at their metrics at 5 5 they're, they're, they're almost – they're worse than the Blackhawks, I'm pretty I sure. I mean, Dryden Hunt and Julian Gauthier going up the wings. Hey, hey, know. hey, come on, Craig McKeg too. <laughs> I think they need some Brett Howden on their team. That's probably why, honestly. Brett Howden would give them more 5-on-5 five five scoring. Just saying. Kenny. <laughs> but, um... Kenneth. <laughs> oh. The Rangers are going to get smoked in round one. It's not going to be okay. It's either 
It's going to be one of those. It's either they're going to get smoked or Shostrykin is just going to carry them to a conference final. I don't think there's an in-between. Also, my favorite thing about the Rangers is, like, everyone that's, like, a rival of the Rangers is getting war flashbacks. They're like, they really just went from Lundqvist to Shostrykin. I know. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I can't get it. They, I think, like, my friend Connor sent me a text. He's like, they can't keep getting away yeah. with this. Shostrykin's stat line to Lundqvist's stat line from, like, four yeah. years ago. I'm like, time is a flat circle. <laughs> Nothing changes. <laughs> yeah, I can't like carry Price. Now give us Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a 20, 2015 Carey Price won the heart. And I think another good season was Tim Thomas 2010 2011, where I think he had like a 938 or 939 save percentage and then obviously better. won the cup. But like, other than that, I can't think of a season where it was just so ridic- like, ridiculous. Like, you would have to go back to Hashik like in the Chance 90s. Like, maybe. Yeah. Even Jaguar. Like, I don't think he had ever had really a great regular season. It was just that one playoff run he had. Yeah, sure. Where you like 3.07 goals against? That's ridiculous. It's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally got ten high. He's got a. He's got like point one higher save percentage than anyone else. Like the next closest is nine twenty nine. Like, come on, man. Well, that's Anderson. Yeah, and Freddie's been killing it. So yeah, but you know, hashtag. I heard. He, I heard he was a bust, though. I heard he was terrible. I heard he. Would, Literally couldn't be an NHL goalie in this league anymore, Frederick Anderson. We quite sorry, I'm heard never it on let them we quite literally heard that on our podcast. Yeah, I'm never gonna let Leafs fans hear that down. Like, oh yeah, Frederick Anderson's a sieve. Shut up. <laughs> put him up put him behind the best defense in hockey and see what happens. Oh, he's good. No way. That's crazy. Hmm? I, I don't know if you guys have anything more else to add, but I, I needed this to defend is a... my buddy Frick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, we'll end it off. So um, we we're gonna have the the show on I think Thursday, then Sunday. Those are there's only two more shows to the trade deadline, and then obviously we're gonna we're gonna stream that Monday and uh, watch uh, all the seventh defensemen get traded for uh, fourth round picks or seventh round picks. No future considerations. Who even. is the Eric Gustafson for future considerations this year? Eric Gustafson is going to go to Nashville, just like how they tra- and they're going to get like a twenty twenty four seventh. This is how they tra- the Nashville trade like good for Eric Branson. Did you see him play Ottawa last night? Trade value through the roof. Primary assist. <laughs> Ryan Carpenter got a point the other day. I think his trade value is going up as well. I think every point Ryan Carpenter gets should go up a draft pick. So right now he's got like, <laughs> I think he's got like six points. It should be second round pick. He gets one more. Get, should be a gets first. another point. It's a first round pick. Yes. Listen, I man, it's hard to score in the NHL when you're Ryan Carpenter. Also, one more fun fact: Connor McDavid has 83 points in like 59 games, and this is his lowest point percentage total in the last four years. He's still on pace for like almost 124, and it's his lowest one. Uh, He's not real. He's not fucking uh, real. Jesus, and he cooked Victor Hedman last night. By the way, oh, I know. And how rarely do you see that happen? Jeez, I was like, I, I was like, who was it on the lighting? And I was like, okay, he just that cooked Hedman, the, probably yeah. one of the Norris finalists this year. Okay, that's epic. <laughs> <laughs> this is epic. Okay, let's yeah, let's end it off now. So, <laughs> thank you guys for joining, Reagan and Schmitty. It's all it's, it's a pleasure. Hopefully, again, hopefully we get a uh, Jimmy back on soon. But yeah. yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and. uh Go Sabres! Woo! Go Sabres! <laughs>